Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Texas Tap Rooms. I'm your host, Murph, and we're here today at No Label Brewery, and we're here with Tom Painter. Tom, you're a co-owner from your email signature. It looks like VP, marketing, director, and I like the thing at the end. It says, and things. So it sounds like you do a bunch of everything, if not everything. Titles are very, you know, subjective. I <laughs> like... You know, like uh, uh, a VP is good for uh, uh, for our board members and, sure. for, and for like people to know like where where I am on the food chain. Yep. Um, but um, <clears throat> but ultimately, yeah, I just like you know, if, if no one's behind the bar, then I have to get behind the bar. It's you kind of do what like whatever. If you know if something's on the ground, you clean it up. But. Sure, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the things you have to do. So I guess that's why things <laughs> fall into the uh, into the title, right? The, um, well, like yesterday, we had, there was a celebration on uh, the Katy Depot, like over here. So, so No Label is located in the historic Katy silos, and and there's the MKT rail line that ends here. And but the the last station is about a mile away. They're celebrating 125 years, and so you know the mayor sends me a message and he's like, "Hey Tom, we coming Saturday?" And I'm just like, "It's like sure, absolutely." To what? <laughs> it's like it's a celebration so you should be there it's like, it's like so that, that's kind of the end things you know you right. kind of get tied into and uh yeah and i mean if you talk to it like like any like any brewery like like you have the um, i think you you get caught up in the community aspect sure. of like where you are so it's like we serve as beer but that's so much more than that yeah no i i totally get it and that's the same story we hear from all the uh, brewery owners that we talked to. Uh, I'm going to talk about the location, but before I do that, uh, you know, we got a little bit of a late start here, which doesn't bother me. Um, but you did run a, uh, a was it a, just a run? Was it a marathon, a half marathon? What'd you do today? Well, I, I, you came <coughs> here, you came here sweating. Yes. I certainly hope the run went well. No, I, no. I hope, it, you t- I hope your time went well. It, <laughs> it, it, it was great. Uh, 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 I always say, uh, uh, do the race. Don't worry about the pace. Um, yeah, that's a good saying. Yeah. The so there was a five k yesterday, and then there was a, there was a half marathon today. So it's it's Houston Race Weekend. It's the big the Chevron Marathon. So they um you know every year it's, it's the largest group uh sporting event really that people take part of in the in the city of Houston. So it's uh I do I like I have to do it. I'm like it's the only thing keeping me in somewhat uh not like a decent shape just. A shape, a shape. <laughs> because the, the thing is about working in a brewery every time like uh like like someone shows up for a meeting or just it's like you know the beer is going to be involved like we're sitting here at a table and we're literally surrounded by my beers i need to crack open one <laughs> hey let's get into one i'm already into one so i'm in i'm in your coffee porter or your, your coffee stout here so it's pretty good um that's a you know i I, I play hockey and I work out and all that kind of stuff, right? So a lot of people say, well, why, why are you drinking beer, you know, or, or something like that? And I was like, well, I, I work out so I can drink beer. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not working out and not drinking beer. What's the point of that? Um, yeah. Take all the fun out of life. What's going on here? It, it, yeah. So, it, well, that's what running is to me. Running is the, running is the balancing act. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but um, the Houston Marathons also play the the path took us right by Bellsons, so we so stopped in Bellsons. We're doing samples of beer, and then then Eureka stationed at, like out there, and so are the guys at Carbach, yeah. and so are the guys at St Arnold, yeah. and it's just kind of the it's nice. It's just the there's something about like every brewery has a run club, 
Yep. I've noticed that too. <laughs> For some yeah. reason. Yeah. And, uh, and so uh, beer drinkers and runners, they, they kind of go uh, uh, hand in hand. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a good way to get involved in the community. And as you said, it's a, it's a matter of, uh, it's not just about making beer. It's also about just getting involved and, and uh, knowing your community and, and knowing the, the, uh, the people around and, and getting, just getting involved in the community, you know? Absolutely. So let's talk about this community. So you're out in Katy. Um, if anybody's driven along I-10, it's hard to miss. I mean, you'll miss the brewery if you're not driving in here, but it's hard to miss the location because you see the, uh, the rice silos, the, mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming they're abandoned rice silos, but you're right here in Katy. It's right off of I-10. Uh, just take a quick exit. Uh, I think it's 90. Is it highway? 90? Yeah. Yeah. Highway 90, you're a couple of minutes, maybe one minute in uh, off of I-10, right across from Katie Mills Mall. you got all kinds of shopping, hotels right across the way. Uh, Texas, uh, what's that water park over there? Typhoon, Texas? Oh, yeah, Typhoon, That's Texas, over there. right there, which hosts, which is going to host uh, Katie Wild West Brewfest uh, again uh, in, uh, in late March this year. Yeah, we're planning on being there, so it's the largest beer festival in Houston. Yeah, by default. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because it's essentially it's that and bruisology and yeah, plan to be there. We'll 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 see you there, I'm sure. But I mean, um, you you joined uh, No Label uh, after it was formed. Um, but what can you tell tell us about No Label and the area and uh, and also what's in the name No Label? The uh, well. Um, What's in the name No Label is that the so the original owners uh, 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 Jennifer and Brian Royo, they uh, they were home brewers, and he was just essentially rip, ripping a uh, the the story that we tell people is it's like oh it's No Label it means like hey come as you are we're like we're you know like we only believe in good beer we don't like we you know there's no politics or race or whatever right, right. like like you be you and X Y Z. The, uh, but unfortunately, the uh, I've heard the real story, and the real story is Brian was just ripping up labels one night. Um, they were drinking late, talking about this business <laughs> they were going to form, and he was like, and he was like, started ripping up labels, and then I, uh, and then Jennifer's like, and then Brian turned to me and was just like, how about we just call it no label? And and I, I listened to them both, and I was like. I've always heard that tearing up labels is a sign of sexual frustration. So this is, <laughs> I was like, you guys need to work on some things. Yes. The, the, uh, you got more than a label to work on there, guys. And, 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 and Brian just, you know, laughed. He's like, well, it's true. And just look, <laughs> looks over at his wife. The, uh, there, there are, there are maybe some of the nicest people that I've ever met in my life. The, but yeah, they started here, um, uh, in, in 2010 or shortly before, uh, they started home brewing. They were actually, they opened up shop at MKT, which is uh, on the way in. You can take immediate left. They were in a small space right. there. Yeah. And if you go back in time, 12 years to like when they started, like Houston. They're, so No Label is the third oldest brewery in Houston. The, um, and when they started, um, they're talking about like the beer laws were so um, archaic. And so everyone was trying to get around. How do you... How do you make money in a brewery and art, you know, so people had tastings and it was like, Hey, uh, buy this class for $5 and you get like three pours or something. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and St. Arnold did a similar thing. Is that where that came from? I was always curious about that. Yeah. So at the time tap rooms couldn't sell beers individually. Really? Uh, because we were, no, I mean, I knew that part. I, I yeah. Okay. So sorry. I, I cut you off. There. So it, I mean, it, it was just a way to essentially skirt beer laws. So you could sell a glass, 
for any price you want. And then, you know, oh, and the glass comes with three free tastings. Yeah, because you're not selling the beer anymore. You're yeah, just uh, kind of giving a tasting. Yeah. And technically, though, um, and there's, it, it, the law really as it is, if you're offering three, th- the free beer tastings, like back in the day, anyone could just go up, come up and be like, I want the free beer tastings. I don't want the glass. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm but sure some people played that too. So, so some people did and they always got the side eye because uh, I've heard stories from St. Arnold just kind of like, come on, man. Like this, yeah. <laughs> this isn't breaking the bank. Especially, well, you can, you can shame people into buying the glass, I guess, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it was heavily, so it was heavy, it was a heavy distro time. Uh, but then beer laws slowly did change as more breweries started to open. Um, and, um, so a lot, a lot of you know, every brewery now has a killer tap room, yep. and they're selling beers. A lot, of, there's not a lot of people that use the token system. We use the token system for essentially when we have guests, like our sales team has tokens to give people. I have a tokens to get to give people tap room. But the uh, other than that, we're all you know, you know, a barrel aged beer. Yeah, <laughs> that, yep. you know, it, it's not equal to a pilsner or not equal right. to you know a blonde. Yeah, um, but. Uh, <clears throat> they left that old facility because um, the, their their tours and tastings were just growing. They came over here, and they just started to explode. And I first got in contact with them because um, I just heard this through the grapevines. Like, there's this brewery. It's out in Katy. They would do these tours. Then every Saturday, they would just – they would – essentially, they would have to lock the gates at 2. Cause, really? Because they'd be maxed out. It would be 800 people in the yard. And, and I was just like, I need a – at the time, I was doing – media work for like St. Arnold and Buffalo Bayou and a bunch of people in, t- in the city. And I was like, I need to, I need to, you know, I need to find, find people that can pay me. Sure. <laughs> and, yeah. and also the, there was a very limited amount of breweries in Houston at the time. Like, right. So when no label started, they're the third oldest brewery in Houston. Now, if you jump, if you jump just, um, 12 years, that's all old, old we are. Now there's 70 plus breweries in Houston. Yeah, it's like, something's crazy growth. I, I often think like, um, so I don't know about you, but when I travel, uh, the, it's like the first thing I do. It's like breweries near me, and I, yep. I kind of like I get this list. I look at all these breweries. It amazes to me that about a decade ago, someone could fly into Houston, they're like breweries near me, and it'd be like St. Arnold downtown, and then you can either go like an hour up to to a uh, Southern Star, or you can go like forty five minutes like west to to Katy. It's just like slim pickings. Yeah, it is. It's it's, uh, it's amazing how much has grown, and right now you can go almost anywhere in the city, and and a brewery is pretty close. Yeah. Right. Um, that's actually one of the things that we're going to be doing on on our website is building that exact thing out. Um, yeah, you can go on Google, you can go on Yelp, and you can find a a, a brewery near me. Uh, we're going to be building out a little more uh, than that, and no. you can kind of build your own filters, the things you're interested in, and it, hey, it might be. The flavor of beers, it might be pet friendly, it might be um, kid friendly, whatever it is, right? And we're going to build out those search criteria and, and have that uh, hosted on our website as well. That's, so that's great. what we're planning on doing. You know, ho- hopefully, be a repository that people at, at, like you, when you travel, have a place to go um, that they can find something that they're interested in. Yeah. Um, the the industry needs it. Yeah, my uh, I would only say uh, just stick with it. You know. You know, it's a little bit painstaking at time, and I'm sure you're familiar with that as well. Doing your media, uh, media time yeah. early on, right? Sometimes, uh, as you said, trying to find somebody to pay you, uh, pay you for that work, right? 
But, you know, stick with it and see where it goes. And uh, things things obviously worked out for you. Well, I mean, you got to create something of value, right? Right. The, uh, and then, I mean, I think the thing at the time was, you know, it's like pitching St. Arnold. It's like, I'll, like, I'll come in here. I'll, I'll do this stuff for free. I'll, like, I need to just attach myself to this industry that seemingly, like, you go to a concert, sponsored by a brewery. You go to, like, a, a tasting, sponsored by a brewery, or a movie night, or it's just like, it was just, a, I was like, it's, it infiltrates so much culture, right? Sure. So much of a community. Um, but you got to get your name in the door first. And so I remember, like, like, First, like working for San Arnold for like, it was like, I'll just do these, I'll, I'll do whatever and for free. And then, and then eventually it was just like, it's like, well, no, Tom, we can't pay you. <laughs> and I was, I was like, I was like, yeah, but you weren't before, you like, yeah, you wouldn't yeah, before, right? right? Uh, and then, and then once you attach yourself to that name, then it became like, you know, some breweries like, well, who does San Arnold use for XYZ? It's like, oh, they use that guy. And then, and all of a sudden you have like almost, uh, a certifi- like you're, you're, you're certified the background check is good sure and then you have something of value and if you have something of value that, that's value for everyone else too that's right yep um, so, so Tom you came into this brewery uh, but like how'd you get into the brew scene anyways like are you a home brewer yourself uh, you just enjoy the beer I've always enjoyed it? just kind of the, the marketing aspect of it yep the, um, I was a bit like before I would do photo and video work and then social media work and, and just say normal. I just was, I remember the first beer I had that really just like made me like look at craft beers. Like I had Divine Reserve 9, which is Pumpkinator now. Um, and it just kind of just blew me away, this high ABV beer with like, and then, then I'm just looking at this label and this art and just the marketing aspects and, and craft beer are, there's so much stuff that is the beer. Right. Yep. Yep. Like you got, you have to have good liquid, but then you, there's this whole world of like, how does a tap room look? How does a label look? Like, like what's in the beer name? Well, uh, like, like how, how do your sales sheets look? How about your tap handles? How about your website? How about your, so- I mean, right. there, there's like store layouts and like sell sheets. It's just, it is, it's incredible. The amount of stuff that's like, it, so for me, um, it, it, there's all these kind of great challenges and, it's really, it's work, but it's very rewarding work. Gotcha. And that's how I got involved. I mean, that, that's how the, the, the love affair began. You know, it's um, there's a whole bunch of psychology involved in that, I guess, as well. You know, as you said, uh, store layouts, color, color schemes, labels sure. on beer. Uh, we'll talk about a couple of your beers here, but you got some pretty funky names and, and some, uh, some very creative looking uh, labels. Actually, very very attractive looking labels. You know, it, it it'll catch your eye in a store for sure. Is that yep. you're doing? So, um, uh, I'm I'm a, essentially the creative director. Would be a good way to like to describe me me with labels. Um, I come up with come up with the names. I come up with uh, basically what I want on the label, and then we have a we have a handful of designers, people I've known for years that uh, and people some people that I'm just meeting. Um, who will kind of kind of put it together, and then there's a big kind of, uh, I like this, I don't like that, this works, and you know sometimes we'll, yeah, it's um, but sometimes stuff will just happen organically. Like with there's a beer on the table called Kevin's Mom, and I really like. I'm a big fan of movies, <laughs> and uh, there is a there's a and so it is in a, like essentially an American Pie themed um, uh, beer, uh, but this beer was coming in. Um, 
like we were tasting other bright and we hadn't put a name on it yet. It was a taproom only release. Uh, and it's an Imperial pale lager. The, um, it was delicious and everyone just like going over it. Yep. And our operations team came, came to me like Tom, like we have a name for the beer. And I was like, ah, oh, I haven't told you guys. I like, I'm like, I'm like, I need you guys to, sometimes there's a little, well, we'll let them like Nate or we'll let someone on the staff, like kind of like put their two cents in. But I was, but if the beer is so, Regarded, I was like, no, I have to control this because if it goes to market, sure. it leaves the tap room. It comes and the uh, and so one of our <clears throat> our head brewer came up. And he was like, Tom, I want to call it uh, the Creatures of the Sea. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I just like I just looked down. I was like, I was like, I was like, dude, dude, don't do this to me. He was like, we cannot call this Creatures of the Sea. And he's just like, oh. What, what do you think is better than Creatures of the Sea? And then he looked, and we have a bartender um, named Kevin, yeah. and his mom would come to the tap room all the time. Okay. And he's like, you just want to call it just, when he's called Kevin's mom. I was like, I can market Kevin's <laughs> yeah. mom. I can I can build a whole thing about Kevin's mom. Yeah. I can do Ding Dong with Creatures of the Sea. And then uh, he's like, fine, have your way. He, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then I mean, and, and that was it. And then we just kind of just, built this whole thing like around it and kevin kevin's mom who is here um she's now she's like i think she her name's rochelle but it's, her identity is now lost right she was volunteering today at like at the race and someone was running by it's like kevin's mom <laughs> it's so you know it's funny how some of those names uh, come to fruition you know um sometimes some people might think it's some brainchild uh, from uh, hours in the boardroom you know, yeah. or, or, or uh, you know, brainstorming session. Sometimes it's just out of a, you know, quick little story like you just told. It's pretty interesting. I, th- I think it's more often than not, I think I know the things I don't want. Right. <laughs> but then it's it's really hard to figure out the things that I like. I think I think it's way easier to find the things that you don't like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, way easier. And, and then sometimes the things that you do like, just they just hit you just like that. No. You know, uh, just out of the blue. I have, a, I have a clipboard in my, uh, like a notepad in my in my phone where people will say like things or phrases. I'm just like, oh, that's great. I'll just put it in. And it was, or, or an idea for design. But I don't know where what beer it'll be on. I don't yeah. know when it'll it'll hit. Sure. Right? And then it, it just kind of sits in that bank. And every once in a while, I'll go through it. And a lot of it's like almost drunken scribbling. So yeah. it's like, where I'm like, what the hell was I even trying to, what am, what am I saying to myself? <laughs> but then I'll have a few beers and I'll figure it out. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I remember. That's good. <laughs> uh, let me tell you about, let me ask you about that transition and, and whatever you're able or comfortable saying, but like, uh, sometimes I ask people about their startup nightmares. You know, so you started a brewery, you ran, you know, you had this great business plan and then all of a sudden, thank you. What is this one here anyways? This is El Carlito. It's okay. our it's our Weizenbach, eight point three percent. Started out as we were trying to do. We have El Jefe, which is our flagship, which is a Hefeweizen. Uh, we wanted to do essentially an imperial version of that, higher ABV, and we did this one. And um, this uh, it went it went to the U.S. Open uh, in two thousand twenty one. It won a bronze, and then it went to Texas. And then we did another batch. Uh, and then I went to Texas Crab Brewers Cup last year and won a bronze. And it's just, it's, you just seemingly can't, can't lose. It's a, it's a tasty <laughs> beer. I like it. It's, it's easy drinking. It's named after, there's, there's a guy named Carlos. We call him El, El Carlito. He loves El Jefe. He's one of these salt of the earth, like one of the really good human beings. So we kind of surprised him 
one day with his taproom release of oh that's him on the oh really okay he's cool. a he's a, he's a he's an incredibly small Hispanic man but he casts a very large shadow oh that's good <laughs> like and so so because the luchador is kind of the <laughs> but he's um he. So we surprised him with it, and he was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you guys!" And like, you know, I was getting all teary eyed. Are you gonna make me cry, you assholes? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, and but it is El Jefe is five percent, and this thing's eight point three. And there was the first first night he just he, it was like, "Carlos, you don't you don't need to keep on drinking El Carlito I'm all, have, all night." Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to get you an Uber home. He's like, "I'm not a niña. Do you want to push me around?" <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna ask you a little bit later about that other one that's on the table too. It's uh, I think. Thought I saw like thirteen percent or twelve percent perpetual piece, yeah. But, uh, Another we'll, award winning. We'll, yeah. we'll get there in a little bit. <laughs> um, that's a that's a good beer. I like it. I like you know. I also like the story around uh, Ella Carlito. The, you know, a lot of people. Of course, you're not a typical corporation, like you know that you hear in the corporate world. Everybody talks about employee retention, this and that, and the other thing. I think it's a great thing that you recognize one of your, one of your good employees and sure. you kind of named a beer at him. He even got the uh, Luchador uh, Big Shadow. You know, it's, I think it's pretty awesome. There's that's a great story. We put a lot of people like on cans, um, but it, you know, uh, and so far it, ha- it hasn't it hasn't been an issue. Uh, although we, we we put our head brewer on a, on a can of we have this beer called Nightmare on First Street, and it's him in bed scared. Uh, and, he, and he's just like, that's not me. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, it's like, well, I guess technically it could be any brewer because all brewers have big beards and yeah, that's right. And yada yada yada. He's like, yeah, it could, it's any brewer, but it's not me. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, dude, did you have a thing when you grew up? Were you scared? Yeah. He's like, listen, Tom, I don't, ma- I don't care who it is. It could be Skyler from from Galveston Bay, but it's not me. And then we ping Skyler. It's like, hey, do you care if this is you? It looks like me, man. <laughs> And every other brewer. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I was I was going to ask you about the um, like I said I asked transition. people about startup nightmares. Mm. Um, you didn't start up this brewery, but you did get into the brewery. Was there any transition? Because I'm assuming the original owners aren't involved anymore. If that's if I'm incorrect, I'm incorrect me. But uh, so the they they aren't. Involved, they do maintain. They do have a little bit of ownership. It's okay. kind of uh, we want to let them kind of get away and, and just yeah, just I mean, cut ties. Brian and Janet kind of got burnt, like burned out, and also it was just a weird period of transition because um, this is around the time that there's this huge surge of growth. So for for many years, probably the first five years, there was it was if you make it, people will buy it. Right. And like no 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 labels barrel age was just 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 soaring, but then all of a sudden it's it's that rate of growth just started to kind of diminish uh, quickly. And they were, but at the same time they're they're also growing the business, kind of like to trying to predict where the growth is going. So right. if you mm-hmm. if you let one get too far ahead of the other, or vice versa, then uh, then you're kind of um, you're kind of up shit creek. And then uh, I mean I mean that's essentially what why there was a door open for us to invest because they were looking uh, for money. But then we also just started to kind of eyeball, here's things that like will help and here's whatever. And Brian and Jen kind of got into the whole thing because they wanted to kind of be an island. They enjoy doing it. They enjoy the community aspect. Uh, uh, that's for damn sure. Uh, well, I think they're, they're natives to the area too, right? 
Yes. I'm fairly certain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of it, it became much more of a of a of a business, and Brian will tell you uh, in even more detail that he that he's just kind of like he kind of lost that fire a, a bit because you and there there's certainly times where I mean I like I get it especially because when we became owners. Uh, when the first trials by fire that happened was COVID, yeah, and and there's a lot of it's you can look very like aloof sometimes, like in this industry, especially there's beers involved, and you know you're kind of putting on a positive face, but then you know you go to sleep and you're just sleep, thinking about payroll, sure, and sure. like you know at like ex like X person and in, in said departments, but like you know his. His wife is, you know, like three months away from having a baby and like, or so-and-so just had one and it's, and you want to help out people, but you also, you're managing, it's like, you know, it's 22 personalities and 22 lives yep. and you got to find the the middle path of, of being a responsible business owner, being a decent human being. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, part of it. Um, yeah. So we, so that was, so that wasn't in the user manual then was it when you when you bought it how to handle covid they didn't they didn't have that in the covid was um it's it's strange because covid i think and it it, it should have broke us um but if anything because uh, I, I was talking to the original owners and because um, I was like got, got any advice and and they were like it's like it's never happened before. Um, like it's like it's like it's like no one knows what the hell to do with this. And then um, he's like, "Good luck, Tom." But then, <laughs> but what I took what I took from that was also, um, well, since no one has ever been in it, it's almost like everyone just got because all all tap rooms in the city were basically eliminated. Right, everyone like went to to go. Um, no restaurants were open, so you're sitting on a, a buttload of kegs. Yeah, like you, all you have is package. It's so. It it really was a great equalizer for us. All of a sudden, we were on, in some ways, like equal footing. And No Label was also sitting on some um, kind of a mixed uh, reputation in the market. It was it was had been a bit soured, um, and but here in Katy, it was always great. Always good, yeah. So um, a lot of it was. One, we were already in the middle of a rebrand, kind of like, so I came from Buffalo Bayou, Buffalo Bayou had this mantra of the most creative brewery in Houston, but it, they, it wasn't something they earned. It was just something that it's like, the the owner one day was like, we're going to call ourselves the most creative brewery in Houston. Okay. <laughs> but if you own it, and it, 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 <laughs> promoted it enough, does it matter? The, yeah. uh, but, but. From a person on the creative side, it just felt very sure. like uh, it felt I don't know a little cheap. The um, and so when the things over here, it's like if you walk the yard, if you like, it's when we took over the yard was empty. It was a sign, a logo that said no label, and then everything else is like uh, even the the labels we had on beers were it was essentially like font, right? And I, I just like I love art. I look at like clown shoes, and yeah. I'm just like <sighs> it was no label, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> Um, you know, I, I got a pretty interesting story. Well, it's interesting to me, I guess, um, about Buffalo Bayou because uh, I play hockey. And so we were looking for um, uh, a beer sponsor for our hockey team. Mm-hmm. And I kind of joke it's our beer team that just happens to play hockey. 
But um, I actually had called Buffalo Bio. I had a friend that that knew the owner, and I it's been so long ago now I can't remember the name. But um, so I called the guy, and he said uh, he said, "Yeah, man, we're not we're not canning anything right now, but hey, check back was with us in like three months, and uh, we'll hook you up." I'm like, "Cool, right? Got a sponsorship. This is awesome. Guys on the team are gonna love this." So I call him back. You know, I let two months go by. I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna check in with him. So I check in with him. Uh, two months in. And I was like, hey, this is Chris from the hockey team. Uh, just calling you about sponsorship. He's like, yeah, how's that going? I was like, I was like, what do you mean, how's it going? He said, we're sponsoring you. I was like, no, you're not sponsoring us. And he's like, well, we're sponsoring the hockey team. I'm like, damn it, somebody got in under, underneath me? So anyways, I, I go back to, uh, we play hockey on Wednesday, Thursday nights at uh, Memorial, um, Memorial uh, City um, Mall. And... Uh, talking to one of the guys on the team and said, Hey, that sponsorship fell through. He's like, Oh yeah, I got that sponsorship. I'm like, dude, you're on our team. Like, what are you doing here? Right. You know? So we lost that one, but Hey, we picked up another one. So no big deal. <laughs> so, interesting story. Yeah. Yeah. You lost it and you got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's jump into uh, the, your venue here. I mean, we already talked about where it is. It's right here in Katy. It's in old Katy, uh, right next to the uh, railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those rice silos, so if you are driving down I-10 and you see those rice silos, hey, take a turn off and, and come in here. But uh, let's talk about your space. You got an indoor, outdoor space. You got some covered. You got, you got tons of room here, like ton, tons and tons of room. Uh, but yeah, tell us a little bit about the space. Um, so yeah, we are located in the historic uh, uh, Katie Rice silos. Um, the space, like I was um, mentioning before, like it was pretty, it was pretty barren when, when when we came. It was it was. Uh, they had a very um, kind of, hey, just bring your chairs and just set up and drink and X, Y, Z. When COVID happened, um, we really began to embrace the idea of like, so before it was a more like a free-for-all. Uh, but when COVID happened, uh, it was like, all right, we need to have you know, everything because I'd be like six to eight feet apart. And like, well, we have the space to pull this off. Right. Um, so we so we began to grid out the yard <laughs> and uh, and tables and, and so it's a ginormous amount of space and uh it, it it fills up during the weekends uh and it looks like just a tsunami of people yeah I, i've seen some photos of your place here on the weekends and if it, you may not get an appreciation from the photos but when you come in here and you see all the space and then say hey this is full there's a lot of people in here but if you go on like a monday or tuesday then it's like 30 people and just sure. like it's just like man you guys must be must be going out of business. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it, it's a it's, it's a strange flip, and um, and we are essentially an open air uh, brewery. Uh, we do have uh, two inside uh, spaces, um, but they are quasi climate controlled. Like yep. we we have eight like we we have AC splitters, and we have an AC system uh, on on both sides and uh, in heaters. But uh, you know, this, we can't really control the air. Sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, the closer you are to uh, to those units, the better. But ultimately, where we are very, uh, our business is rely it relies on kind of the weather to cooperate. Sure. So yeah. I saw when I walked in here, I saw um, you know kids out there, not kids just roaming around. Okay, people just you know, kids with parents, uh, pets. Uh, yeah, I thought I saw a play structure over there. Uh, we are we are we are we are uh, pet friendly. Um, it's mainly dogs, although every once in a while there's a cat. Uh, there actually is a 
We have a we have a brewery cat in uh, in here, an office cat is probably hiding. Um, the but then um, we also uh, yeah we have a playground. Uh, kind of kid friendly is kind of uh, most most tap rooms now. Uh, yeah. I, I would say are family yeah. friendly, um, but it's uh it's interesting. Like uh, some parents definitely probably use the um, use the brewery more as a babysitter than an actual. <laughs> And every once in a while, because like you know, sometimes a kid will like you know th- throw a frisbee out or, or like a ball or something, and sure. it's like no, 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 no we got yeah. we got to come in, and parent will be like, hey, what's going on? It's you, like, well, you need some bouncers here for those rowdy kids. <clears throat> well, we're we're so we do have a playground area. We're in the we're in the middle of playing out. Actually, just creating more like a a kid zone. Right. We're, we're kind of like this is the kid zone of the tap room. And like you can play in here, kind of a small like kid kid friendly gate type of thing. But then like where the parents can be as well. But it's like once you get in here, just treat it like you're in a restaurant, right? Um, but we never want to not be family friendly. It's just trying to figure out yeah. the 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 middle ground. It's and a balance that works for everybody and all your patrons. You know, not not everybody wants to have kids running around, no. right? But you just want to have. Kids can come in. Just, just be respectful of everybody else. You know. Yeah, it's um, but yeah. So the tap room has changed since COVID. Um, we, we have become more organized, and then as we rebranded, we also got a lot of photography of of the beers uh, from different photographers uh, around Houston and Austin, and then also we we just we always I I love package packaging beer i love i love i love giving a beer a brand like right. an identity because yep. if kevin's mom is just a name on a on the tap and you don't see something or, or cali boy especially like if it was just cali boy without the label like the label tells a story and it does and and really something to so so the brewery if you walk in there's just pictures of, of all of all these beers and there's the art the artwork that um, has been designed. It's all along the rail line, and we are we've already commissioned two murals on the ground, and we have two more on the way. Um, that there are these huge um, variants uh, by this artist Chris Hernandez, um, who uh, of different labels, and uh, they're they're out in the yard now, and they're 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 massive, and they're impressive, and but the space is very family friendly. There's a giant bear. Um, that enters our tap room. The bear is from this old uh, craft beer bar called Drink of Ages that, oh, cool. that shut down in downtown. But the, the bear, it, it needed a home. Um, so it's there. We offer beer to go. There's yeah. 25 beers on tap at any given time. But we also offer 12, wa- 12 wine variants, like six ciders. It's, you know, our whole thing is, and we got water and sodas and all that stuff. The whole thing is like to try to like take away the no out of someone. Right, so 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 you you guys don't make the wine, do you? You just bring it in. We just bring it in. Yeah, because my wife is not a big beer drinker, so uh, you know, I guess you want a place that that appeals to everyone. You know, if if you say, "Hey, we're going to a brewery," and somebody doesn't drink beer, they're probably gonna say no. You yeah. know? So so you're kind of, as you said, taking away the the obstacles to a no. Yeah, right. yeah. The, I mean, if you're you're with a group, we we want them to stay as as long as possible. Yep, and sure. some people may tolerate one beer or two, but sure. maybe they're more like liquor people, or more like, or yeah. they they want so you know, hard seltzers, ciders, yeah. wine. We have we have sake based cocktails that we just rolled out. Really, the they're forty percent liquor and they're sixty percent sake, uh, rice based uh, wine. Yeah. Um, so they're there's 
It tastes similar to like gin and tonic and, yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, we're 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 doing the best as we can within our uh, uh, within our um, our classification to uh, sure yeah, yeah for people to the stay and have a good time. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned before you came here, you were doing a run. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier. But I think you host uh, some other activities here too. You, you have a, a runners club. I think you have uh, Taco Tuesdays, is what I saw on, on your calendar, and, um, and maybe a bingo. Uh, on yeah, we have. Uh, so on, on Mondays, um, uh, we uh, we do have a run club, and on, on Tuesdays, uh, the Texas Berea Boys uh, uh, that, that are out here rocking and rolling. They have their own crowd they don't really really need us i mean it's, you know we're, yeah. we're lucky enough just to host them uh wednesdays sorry we who'd you say the word burrito boys birria okay uh, okay yeah. cool the the then wednesday wednesday we do have bingo um at seven it's free and everyone has a has a good time uh thursdays it's it's we're trying to figure that one out. Sometimes we have trivia. Sometimes we have. It just depends. I thought I saw some uh, on Instagram, or I think it was Instagram, but I thought I may have seen some bands or or music as well. Live music. <sighs> Live music is here every Friday, Saturday, and sometimes. Sunday. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, sometimes uh, yesterday we had live music twice. Okay. Um. Um. Yeah. No, that's that's important too. Um. It's funny. There's this, there's this musician named uh, Colton Black who played yesterday. But he's a he's a country musician. He uh, he's he's, one, he's Clint Black's nephew. The, okay. Uh, but he he was playing out here, and there was this one day. This it was a Saturday, and and, and played for three hours, and this, this massive crowd. And like he stopped. He's like, "Well, thank you guys." Yada yada yada. And then like he stopped, and then you, you could. I'm just watching. I could just see the crowd starting to bleed out, and I go <laughs> up to him, and I'm like, I'm like, Colton. I was like, hundred hundred dollars. You play, you play another hour, and like he's like, he's like, he's like, what? I was like, he's like, oh, he's like, all right, man, I, I'm on it. And then like, and he, and then he plays, and then like, like and the bleeding stops. Yeah, right. Yeah. People are like, yeah. oh, more, more, more you know, because it it livens up the atmosphere, and sure. then and then uh, and then and then we get to the end of the fourth hour, and then I'm like. Because <laughs> it's happening again, and I'm like, sure. I'm, like I'm like Colton. I had a hundred yeah. dollars playing another hour. I was like, it's like, man, I, I, I'm running out of things to, to, to sing. sing. I was like, hey, you know, you've been here so long, you, you know, you play them over again. It's like, also, I'm getting a little drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I was like, just play another hour, then, yeah. and then you can go. And then, uh, and then, uh, like, hey, they're getting drunk too, so just play another hour. It'll yeah. Be okay. and, and he's, uh, and so he played, and then, and I came up to him again. He's like, no, Tom, I will not take your money. <laughs> and I was just like, all right. That's pretty good. That's funny. <laughs> Um, you know, you mentioned the, uh, the food. So what about, uh, actually, before I jump into the food, I read, I read on the website, this place is available for rental. If somebody wants to host a party, a corporate event, uh, I mean, is that, um, am I reading that wrong? Is that true? No, that's true. We do a okay. lot of, we do a lot of rentals here. We, uh, we try our best to avoid rentals that buy out the entire place because we like to stay open in some capacity. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it has been known to happen. Okay. Uh, it happened uh, a few times last year, but typically when people want like like want to buy like buy the place out, at least it's we'll get like half a Saturday, and then we have to close down early or something right. like that. Uh, but yeah, weddings have been hosted here. Uh, uh, Academy comes here for the like, corporate events. Um, you mean Academy to sports store? Sports and outdoors, okay. or, or corporate headquarters right here in Kentucky. Right. Yeah, um, it's 
I'm always amazed. Like the rodeo committee, uh, committee will come in here and have like casino nights and stuff like it's, I'm, it's all, it's always strange because, because it'll be like someone so contacted us about doing that, you know, APC and it's, and it's like, do they know who we are? Do they know we don't have AC? Yeah. And it's like, it's like, uh, yeah, we told them. And, and they said, we don't care. And the, uh, just like, okay. The, um, it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, we, people are always trying to, we had different levels of, uh, rentals and there's always, uh, something going on. Rentals are great. Rentals are the thing that kind of keep, almost keep us afloat yep. during, cause, Rentals are uh, rain or shine, right? Sure. Like, so, yep. so if someone has a party, um, it's like say, hey, they're, they're going to have that party, yep. like whether it's bad weather or not, or it's hot or cold, right? Um, yeah, nobody's putting putting off a wedding, yeah. just because the weather changed, yeah. Sure. So, but but if it is raining outside, even though we do have an indoor space, people are just like, I don't want to, yeah, I don't, you know, and we have, um, you know, um, the. The other owner and myself were also investors in a few other bars around town, and it, it's amazing because weather. It's the, the, those places have complete climate control, and but like if the weather's not good, no one no one wants to go to their car, yeah, and go somewhere yeah, and get out of right. their car. That's and right. So yeah, business just suffers. It does. Um, you, I saw a food truck uh, when I came in. Is is that the only uh, uh, food you have on site? Do you rotate those through? I saw. I think I saw a crumbled cookie guy out there too. So, like, what do you what do you have coming through for food for people that want to visit? For food, um, we typically rotate food trucks in. Um, we have about the same like seven eight vendors that are always kind of uh, in and out. Uh, this is Cali Boy, our West Coast IPA. Okay. Um, it won a World Beer Cup. Um, it's, it, it won gold in the British Craft Beer Festival. It also it won two Craft Beer Marketing Awards for its label design. Um, best label design in the world. It's it's cool, man. Can I can I see yeah. that? I mean, I got one here, but it's uh, it's full. That is a cool looking design. I like it. It uh, it almost reminds me of uh, Forrest Forrest Gump when he went on that. Uh, you know when Forrest was running and he grew that long beard and he had that hat on. So that so that is a like. <laughs> um, that is a picture of our head brewer Ryan Trailer, who, okay, who was from California, and basically when we he came during came on during kind of the uh, the end of that COVID summer, and when he came on, one of the most hilarious Facebook is it's it's. There's, there's pluses and minuses, you know. Uh, but one person was just like, uh, like, I don't know. I think that Cali boy is going to melt away in that Texas heat. <laughs> and and trailer was like, hell, it was like 110 degrees when I left San Diego. I was like, Texas heat ain't so bad. It's, it's nice. It's humid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, you know, California is plenty, plenty hot too. But he, he came over and um, he's been doing killer beers for us. But but the, the, the guy on Facebook was like, you know, that Cali boys can melt away. So we just yeah. turned that into, we basically took that comment and just like built a beer around it. And it just, and that comment was probably born out of a little, you know, some guy trolling, but yep. uh, him trolling, uh, I mean, that's one of the best IPAs on the planet, uh, winning a silver of the world beer cup. And then one of the best looking beers on the planet. Too. Yeah. He gave you the uh, inspiration for the uh, label. It's, um, it's funny how people do that. <laughs> I, I like the, I like the uh, you're leaving California and you know he's sweating and it's uh, welcome welcome to Texas. Yeah, there's uh, uh, my eyes are failing me. I can't read the rest of it. But uh. well, uh, 
after we're done here, you should really check out the mural in the yard. It's 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 just it's just massive. And Chris Hernandez, who's doing the murals, he's actually from California as well. Oh, cool. He's uh he's he would say now he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a proud Texan. But uh, I think a lot of people that make that move probably want to claim Texas. <laughs> yeah. Well, he has, you know a lot of these guys have a lot of love for California, but also their eyes are wide open sure. too. Yeah. Um. So. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about the beer now. Um, you know, normally we do a, uh, uh, what we call a Texas taproom flight and, uh, what we got here, you, you brought in a whole selection of beers. So we're not necessarily going to call this a flight, but it does give people, um, certainly an option, uh, for the different beers to try. I'm a big fan of, of stouts, which is why I picked the stout, no. uh, the coffee stout. Flores um, Java? Or sorry, the, the, no. yeah, the coffee stout out at, is that what it's called? I, I get, job, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I picked that out on my own, out in the tap room. But you came in with a whole selection of beer, and I, I see a bunch of uh, trophies over there on the uh, windowsill. Yes. Uh, and I'm assuming most of these beers here, because I see award-winning on many of the cans. Um, yeah, so, so yeah. We, we, t- we talked about Carlito. Sorry, was it Carlito's? El, El Carlito. El yeah. Carlito. Uh, I was going to say Carlito's Blue's Way, way. Yeah. From, from the movie. But now we got Cali Boy. Um, it's, we, we're we're doing our best to put the so people know the awards. Um, I'm all I'm. It's you know so just so proud of them, right? Well, like, you should be. These, yeah, these are, I mean that's your craft. And I was like, it's it's very strange to me the um, breweries that will will win like a World Beer Cup or a JBF Gold, and then just like it's like oh Facebook post and see you later. It's just like. It's like you spent, you know, these entries cost hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. each, and then you and then you and then you fly people out there. You spent thousands of dollars, and like on the, on this on this thing, it, and it's it's kind of you're in this industry. It's like you know, I want you know, I want people to, especially with you know, it's been a long it's been a long road, kind of bringing no label market reputation uh, to a place of uh, respect, um, and and all these accolades. They just, you know, they're they're all milestones in that mission. Sure, um, it's stuff I've I've always known, but but to get the respect of our industry, um, I feel like that has to be celebrated. Right. I mean, look, it's 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 a craft brewery. So when you have crafted something of certain significance, I, I certainly think it's worth celebrating as well yeah. and, and and why as you said um why take your award and and put it in the corner or put it in the back office somewhere why don't you display it right there on the can which seems like you've you've done a great job doing yeah done so th- these two beers here also i have a half a perpetual piece on the table we will get to the piece the but they actually they actually have new label variants too with the awards on them so it's it's um yeah I'm a, I'm I'm a fan. I have no problem revisiting the label too if if I don't think it's uh, correct. Sure. Or, yeah. Because sometimes you're in a time crunch, or sometimes like that's fine. Yep. But then then it's like, wait a second, hold on. We can we we we, we can tweak this. We can we we can get it where it's like like Cali Boy, never gonna touch this thing. Like I just feel like eh, it's just for me. It's just like it's just perfect at the moment. I'm I'm not an IPA fan. I don't I don't drink IPAs for the most part. But um, like I said, I, I picked the uh, coffee stout. Yeah. Um, 
I've been saying this ever since I started this podcast that uh, these IPAs are growing on me. You know, maybe I've had the wrong ones. I don't know, but these are pretty damn good beers. Yeah, this this one isn't overly hoppy or bitter. It's yeah, uh, and yeah. I think that 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 might have been my experience in the past. You know, I just had something just overly hoppy, just too bitter. This this is smooth. Well, beers know? are, you know, I think everyone needs a gateway beer, and then everyone needs a. And then, then to bring in the craft beer, but then you need other gateway beers to get you into certain styles, right? Sure. Uh, there's um, uh, I was listening to this other uh, craft beer radio show re- uh, recently, and one of the guys was talking about how he he never drank peanut butter stouts because he hates peanut butter. Yeah. And then over Christmas, he had a bunch of peanut butter cookies, like when, <laughs> like that his kid made, and, and he was like, you know what, that's pretty delicious. And then he had his peanut butter stout that was gifted to him. He's like, let me try this peanut butter stout. And he sure. was like, oh, I guess taste buds do change, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I mean, they do change, right? Uh, I kind of told a story on a previous podcast that when I was in high school, oh, I shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> When I was of age, uh, I would uh, I would drink, you know, going to parties and stuff. I would drink the beer that nobody drank because that's how I knew who was stealing my beer. So if I, you know, if I went to my if I went to the fridge and my beer wasn't there, then I could look around the room and know who was taking it because nobody because nobody else drank it, right? So sure. uh, from an early age, I was drinking like ales and and uh, darker, heavier beers, you know, and. It was 19, I think. In Can- I'm, I'm from Canada. 19, age, ni- 19 years of age to drink alcohol in Canada. So when I was on, when I was 19, that's when I was doing that. There you go. Yeah. Well, it was 18 here for, 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 for many. Oh, for, was it really? For, yeah, it switched over in the 90s. Huh. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, there's tons of stories out here from people drinking. Like, it's like, oh, you could. It was like seniors in high school leaving to go to go like bar and stuff like huh. that. But then they changed it to... The 21, which is like so just arbitrary. It is arbitrary. <laughs> uh, Texas actually has kind of a, an odd law in, in terms of that, that as long as the parent or guardian is with the child, the child can drink a beer at any age and there's no restriction on it. Now, I'm, I may have bastardized that, uh, <laughs> that law, but that's, that's my understanding of it. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That it's, it's kind of weird when you go somewhere and you, I've, well, I'll stop it there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it is. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen it happen here. I've only seen it happen in like friends' homes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But it's definitely like here, like like take take this. It's like, but you know, the thing is about kids. I, I remember my dad offered me like a sip of beer when I was like six or something. Yeah. And and you know, make, make that prune face of like, oh, yeah. this isn't. You know, I'm I'm used to sugary and sweet. Now with craft beer being the way it is, someone could probably crack that code. Yeah. But the uh, but. You know, when you're young, it's just soda and whatever. Hey, maybe that's a good way to deter kids from from drinking beers. Give it to them when they're young and they they can't stand the taste of it, and yeah. you know they Give just stay away from it. So the hoppiest beer that, that you have. Yeah. Uh, tell me about tell me about your your awards because I, I saw on the website. Um, I think you have on there is twelve years, which is obviously the twelve years in business, no. and eighteen awards. Uh, has that changed since? Is there any update to the website? You still at eighteen no, awards? No, that's pretty. That's pretty. I mean, there, there are. I th- we think there's a handful of. I'm talking to Brian and Jen about this. I found this. Pit, I was. We were on this search, and like there was a Los Angeles uh, International Beer Festival that Nolabel won two awards for. I'm like Brian. Where are these awards? It was like, it's like maybe in like a shoebox somewhere. I was like, find that shoebox. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, and uh, but we have these awards here. Um, 
uh, we have a slew of marching awards, which uh, which I'm incredibly proud of. Two happened because of during COVID, because we we did a lot of COVID based initiatives. Um, we we created masks and we did a lot of giveaways in the community. Um, it was a huge gamble for us because money was leaving the bank, and it was just yep. like, is this how you want to spend ten grand? But it, it worked out gangbusters. Uh, and then last year, I, but as a marketer, I was also very afraid because I was like, I, I really, I, I won these awards uh, and we got them, but we got them for stuff that's a once in a lifetime event. So then I was like, I was like, none of them was for beer labels or tap room or right. I was just like, Ugh, like, like, you know, scary, um, especially as these new owners trying to establish ourselves. But last year we, uh, we were lucky enough to to uh, to clean up for uh, one of the, uh, one of the best tap rooms like in the U.S. Uh, Cali Boy one too. Um, our crowd our crowd design uh, also won our rail line mural wall uh, and then some uh, unique logo. But on top of that, the um, El Carlito was the first beer to win win us an international award at the U.S. Open, and then uh, Texas Craft Brewers Cup, which just started last year. It's run by the Texas Craft Brewers Guild, okay. so it's only Texas breweries. Uh, we won a silver for perpetual peace in the, in the barrel category, which uh, uh, our, our brewer was fishing at the time. He's like, I almost fell off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and we won a bronze for our wheat or rye with El Carlito, and then. We went to the Frederick's Craft Beer uh, Festival that was run by Allstat, um, which uh, Allstat's just like just amazing, amazing beer. Like it's like that place is like it's it's a long drive, but it's like Disneyland. It's right. It's it, but we're, I'm sitting there with like people from Twisted X and Carbach and just kind of this weird selection of people from all around the state. And uh, El Jefe won um, uh, silver, uh, and then. Um, on top of that, uh, Perpetual Peace won a silver, and then uh, and then Cali Boy won a gold, uh, which is great because it was, it was like oh the number one Imperial IPA, and, and then uh, nearly immediately after that, it uh, we were in CBC Craft Brewers Conference, and they did have the World Beer Cup ceremony, which is only happens every two years because of COVID, every four years, and then um, it won um, the uh, silver at the World Beer Cup, and it's just that kind of like one of the best IPAs on the planet was yep. it's wild because we're because we are like we're like we're we're relative we we do good business but we are definitely a small brewery sure <laughs> yep i mean we, we run like you know we know how to use excel sheets and like we try to be adults as, as best we can <laughs> but ultimately like we, we are sometimes it's a very kid-like atmosphere sure <laughs> Uh, you, you probably have to keep that kid like atmosphere, you know, um, your, the labels, the creativity on your, your can designs, you know, I don't know if that comes from, from grownups, you know, that comes from, yeah. <laughs> from having a, a kind of, uh, a kid like attitude. Yeah, know? for sure. So I think it's good. I, I'd say keep it. Yeah. It's no. working. Yeah. It, well, it helps that. So, so we're the. So my my friend, so there, there's a there's there's another the main owner of this brewery is, is a man named Garrett Hart, and the, uh, him and I have been best friends since we were kids. Yeah, and like um, and now we're involved in a, a slew of businesses, and it's very strange. He was born in, uh, from money, so he's legacy stuff, and 
I was not. Um, and you so picked the right friends then. <laughs> yeah, no, we're we're very yin and yang, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, but it, but to compliments the like because I'll be like, we need a. I was like, we need to do X Y Z because because my gut. And he's like, your gut. It's like I need to look at some P and L, man. That's right. And I was like, and we'll meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, um, but he's. Um, I don't know where I was going with this. The, the beers are starting to take hold, which is great. Um, it's probably because of that half marathon too. Could be. Yeah. The, um, but what was the question? I, you know, let's uh, <laughs> let me just build off the yin and yang. You know, <laughs> that's pretty funny. When you when you get into business, I mean, it's good to have the yin and yang. Um, if you got two people that are just interested in the uh, P and L. What's the point? Are, are you gonna Are you gonna gain any new new insight? Right. You know? So sometimes it's good to have somebody who's interested in the P and L, and somebody else is who who's interested in the uh, the marketing side of things or, or the creative creativity side of things, right? And I think what we were talking about was the you know being a kid and and um, labels the, the, and the labels and and uh, you oh, know, not so having an adult so type I, atmosphere. I, I, know, right? I, I know where I was. Going. Yeah. So, uh, so we do have. We, so we own the majority of the company, but yep. there, there are there are investors from that when we came in was get like it's like so oh here's our thoughts on this here here's X, XYZ. you know we have a board that's why that's why I have that title of vice president but once we navigated our way through COVID and then when the awards started coming in all of a sudden like we are do we just if there were, was any kind of leash on us or any kind of like. Um, uh, limits or control, those just kind of went away. And it was just kind of like, you guys obviously know what you're doing. Just keep on, sure. you know, if it works, you know, just let it ride. Yeah. Um, but I think also going on to the kid stuff and I think breweries, I, I really love breweries that have personality. Sure. Cause sometimes there are breweries that like you try to talk about if you had two people that were all about P and L it would it would feel a brewery would feel like a very cold it would feel like a business right yeah. and you kind of don't want a brewery to feel like a business no you don't in my opinion you <laughs> yeah don't. Um, look um, I'm not I know you ran a marathon I'm not going to force you to get into these other two I I, I think I'm going to drink them though uh, the, we, um, we don't need to do it right now but uh, you have the El Jefe here which is uh, we're definitely going to get in this perpetual piece okay well that's that's the um, yes. I can't see it. It's on the other side of me there, but well, let's let's crack it open. Um, but before you open that one, the El Jefe, that was your award-winning uh, Hefeweizen, you said, huh? Yes. Hey, you, go, also... you, go, you go ahead and use that cup, and I don't mind uh, mixing mixing cups. Okay. So you want to? No, let's try. No, let's do because no, let's try this this other one. What's it called? Bar- it's a barrel aged. It's called perpetual, perpetual piece. piece. Yeah. yeah. It's a simple beer. The label is uh, just a smoking gun on a barrel. Yep, I like um, it. Yeah, let's give a little, get a little taste of that one. What's the uh, story behind the beer? What's the story behind the name? What's the? Uh, What's well, a nice dark ale? Is it or dark? It's it a is a barrel aged wheat take heavy. That one. I'll I'll take this one. That sounds good. It's a barrel aged wheat heavy. So this beer was actually. Um, it's one of our long-standing beers. So the no labels had four brewers. I, I, I consider them generations. Um, you had Brian Royo who started 
this place, the founder, and then you had uh, Huggy Bear, James Wolf, who uh, he he's gone on to many places, um, but currently he's a head brewer over at Holler. Um, and then and then and then um, and then you had um, uh, Taylor Nance, who uh, he's now the head brewer at Great Heights, and now you have Trailer. So and you know they've gone through all different variations, but. But this is our, yeah, so Brittle Age, we have a, it's like, it, it's the one that people want. It's it's the sought after because it comes out once a year. Yeah. And once it's gone, it's gone. And we have a, we keep some in the back just for situations like this or a customer comes in or, but yeah, it's our. I'm not a beer aficionado, but um, what is that I'm tasting? Is that, is that, is that um, a like molasses flavor, uh, caramel tones, caramel, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not no. as sophisticated. I, I know what I like, and I, like I'll drink a beer, and it's like, yeah, okay, I like that. It's an easy drinking barrel aged beer. It's a pretty cool, uh, <laughs> pretty cool flavor. Uh, let me ask you about the barrel age. Um, is there any specific um, science, rhyme, or reason to where you get the barrels from, or is it just are they used whiskey barrels, old bourbon barrels, like? Or like is so? How, how do you select the barrels, or or do you select them, or do you just we, get them we from do select them? Yeah. Um, but typically, there's like uh, for not contacting the distillery directly, we're kind of looking at like a whiskey broker as a, a barrel broker, uh, who's you know they have X amount of barrels from early times, or X amount of barrels from Garrison, or X amount of and. And then uh, we're just, it's a really conversation about like those whiskeys and whether or not we think they'll hold X X flavor. Like the perpetual piece, so this perpetual piece this year's is is incredibly smooth. Uh, Last year's, uh, we aged it in rye barrels, which actually they, it it held more of that, you got more of that woody flavor, like, oh, this has a little bit more earthy, like, it's been in a barrel. Sure, yeah. Yeah. This one is just going to sneak up on you and punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looked at the label. I'm like, oh boy, we better save that one for last. Yeah. Uh, it said right, written right on there, 12.3%. It's like, yeah, I'm going to get a punch in the face li- a little later on. Yeah, because it, it doesn't... F- figuratively speaking. The, if if you, this it, was younger and I was drinking a bunch of those, I'd probably get one, you know, literally speaking, yeah. punch in the face. <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely, it's a beer that... It seems like the price of emissions low, but eventually it'll, <laughs> yeah, it catches yeah. up to you. But it is our, it's it's our, one of our most demanded beers. We we put a very high premium on it. We sell it at a high price because it's uh, it's it's a barrel. It's, you put beers in a barrel, and and also you never know what's going to happen in those barrels because they could sour, they could become infected. Yeah. Uh, it is um, we release uh, a little bit of it. And then again, yeah, we do we do whole stuff over because there's a there's a bar out in um, Cypress called Creekwood Grill, and they just messaged me last night, and they're like, "Tom, we've been holding on to four years of perpetual peace," and I was like, "I was like, oh, all right." And it's like we and we've been holding on for this for like it's like we were ready to do the vertical because they want to do this for like an event, yeah, um, four four years in the barrel. They've they've hold on to four four different variations. Oh, okay. So so every so every year they, they buy a handful of kegs, but they've been saving, which is pretty impressive because you know uh, a restaurant only has so much uh, uh, 
you know, cold box space. Yep. So they've just been having this corner that's been dedicated for this one day. Oh, and, cool. and that's that takes a certain uh, craft beer fan to kind of pull that off sure. because space is a luxury. And <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, it's a. So, so they contacted you yesterday. When are they doing this? They're. I want to say it's January 26th. <laughs> the, well, let's plug that. January January 26th. What are we at today? It's uh, like the 16th or something? 15th? January 15th? Special piece, vertical event, January 26th at Creekwood Grill. Creekwood Grill in, in Cyprus. In Cyprus, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we'll check that out. Uh, Creekwood Grill, it's a, it's a killer place. It's a, a family-friendly restaurant, concert venue. It's also co-owned by... Uh, Mark McShaffrey, you know, it's Backyard Grill, which is like the number one craft beer bar in Cyprus. Okay. Well, we'll put a plug on our uh, Instagram uh, for that event, January 26th, um, Creekwood Grill. So we'll put it out there. Um, so your uh, distribution, I mean, you guys are everywhere. I've seen you at Costco. I've seen you, I mean, you can almost go anywhere and find a no-label, maybe not every beer you have. But something, something right. from your breweries on tap almost anywhere, I'd imagine, right? Yeah, ideally, uh, Silver Eagle is our is our Houston distributor. We have a handful of distributors that uh, distribute different regions across Texas. Yep. Uh, Houston is our essentially the place that we are the most. Uh, we're at the majority of HEBs in town, um, especially on the north side. Um but we're also in bars like all across the city. Right. From from here stretching all the way to downtown and then down forty five and up fifty nine. Um it's um yeah, there's a lot of beer that leaves the the brewery. There there are taproom only releases. Um but um it's kind of beers operate in different phases. Beers we have you know, you have a taproom only release, a draft only, no package, and then it's like, all right, is this beer is this beer so good or is it so is it so demanded it warrants like a second release with a brand, a package, a whole, an identity. And then once you do that, and if that does well, um, then you, you do the you do the math on, all right, how do we, how do we like essentially make eight times the amount of this beer and distribute it? And because the profit lines for, we sell beer in a tap room. It's, it's all profit. I mean, we... We sell beer to a distributor. It's like okay. uh, it's like three to one. You, you got, know, you got to like start paying. Other, you you got to start paying somebody else. Right? I mean, so you or, start losing it. You have to make in order to make the money. You're kind of making a tap room or the same amount of money. I should say, you need to basically make three times the amount of sure. beer yeah. <laughs> the, in order to get that math to work. And then you also run the risk of it, uh, not selling. You know, if it doesn't sell completely, then then typically you have to buy back stuff. Luckily, we haven't had that problem in in a, in a few years now, but uh, the, uh, since COVID, uh, but it's I don't know, it's 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 always a challenge. But yeah, we are we are everywhere. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: as opposed to saying what's in stores, because you got, I mean, you got a lot of like I'm looking at the table here. We got a lot of beer that is in cans. Yes. Um, let's not talk about what's um, necessarily in cans or in the stores because it's almost everything. But like you, you obviously have a few that aren't in stores. The only place to get those is here. Uh, people can pick up growlers and, and come by, pick up their favorite beer. If growlers, growlers. We typically do a uh, if it's in cans available here. We'll do uh, we'll do a small run. Uh, but yeah, uh, 
uh, growlers and crowlers uh, all, all day long. Um, we're actually we're about to get a second crowler machine because I, mean, I don't know about you, but like, you know, uh, most growlers and crowlers are like 32 ounces, which is sometimes I was like, this is so much beer. Yeah. And uh, so we're about to get a 16 ounce crowler machine. Okay. Just so people have that option. Yeah. Uh, just, just, they just want to taste or, like, you know. If they literally want a beer to go, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they, they want to have one more, but they, but you know, they feel like it's uh, not a good uh, idea to have one here and drive home. Maybe they, just, but they do want to have one more at home. Sure, perfect. Where where can people find like so? I mean, obviously they can find the things you have in cans at a store or at, at a local um, H E B or, or Total Costco Wines, or something Specs, like that. Total. Yeah, yeah, all those places. What about the things that aren't in cans? Any new releases? Uh, are you putting those up on your website, on Instagram, Facebook? What, yeah, our social stuff? media would be the just social media. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah. The, our our website is uh, we used to update it all the time. Yeah, like with every like. But then we, we, we also ran into this issue where people would go to the website, they would see something, we would say it's seasonal or at least here, they yep. they come here and be like, Where is it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like like uh, as if the website was like a permanent menu on the Sure. So, um, if anything, I'm trying to like the way we were trying to get things on the website is if it's like almost um it's the skeleton of the place and maybe perhaps a museum of things that have happened before. Right. Uh, but, I'm gonna plug that website now. It's it's uh it's no labelbrew.com. Yeah. So no labelbrew.com. And and I would you know, I looked at their uh the website earlier. You guys got a, a huge store there. I'm not gonna go over everything you have in that store, but like tons of merch, ton you know, tons of stuff. That's all I'll I'll say. It's you know, our, unless our, unless you want to say more about it. Our merch is uh it's a significant part of our tap room. Yeah. We um we we probably do more merch and sales than almost anyone in the city outside of uh, St. Arnold and Carbock. That's so. good. You know the um, the label itself, NL. I'm you know I'm from Canada. I said that, but I'm from a place called Newfoundland and Labrador, and okay. uh, it used to be NFLD, and then they shortened it up to NL. So every time I see this, it actually reminds me of home. So okay, <laughs> you know because the 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 provinces up there are not states. But, you know, Texas is TX. Well, no. Newfoundland and Labrador is NL. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's also a Mexican soccer team that has NL, like Nueva Leon. Oh, is it? And, like, yeah. people are always like, it's like, we're, like Carlos, you know, he's, yeah. he's Hispanic yeah. and, and he, he wears no label hats all the time. It's like, it's like oh, you love you like Nueva Leon? He's like, no, this is a brewery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you better be careful. He might, with the soccer crowd, he might get in trouble. Yeah. No, no, yeah. He's like, <laughs> no, I mean, he takes it very seriously. Yeah. Oh, that is Silo. That is our office cat. Oh, there he is. Um, she, um, she, she, uh, she used to live on the yard. Uh, so a cat just walked in, and that was her office cat, Silo. And uh, this, uh, she used to live on the yard. She got knocked up, had a bunch of kittens. Oh, um, so now I'm a cat owner <laughs> for, uh, for the first time in my life, and so is uh, so is my business partner. Uh, so we both have. It's funny, uh, but then we're like, all right, we can't can't have her on the yard getting knocked up. So. Uh, we got her, we got her, uh, spayed and then we, uh, then we brought her in here and she just lives in the office. Yeah, she's good for, uh, you know, patrolling the, uh, patrolling the premises and, and keeping, uh, you know, rodents away. It's you know? great. We have a GM and we have an accountant and then our sales manager will come in, our taproom manager and we all office and she just comes in and just kind of like rolls around looking for attention and yeah. it, it livens things. I think it's, it's nice because in a business, 
even like even like this uh, in a brewery, like things can sometimes get heated or or whatever. People have opinions, and but you know, you you bring in a fluffy cat to like just roll around, and all of a sudden, just kind of like it diffuses things. Sure, you know, it go it goes back to what we talked about earlier about you know if if everybody's too serious. You know, like it's okay to have a cat or a dog or something like that, kind of lighten the atmosphere. You know, like in the end, it's if it's all about business, it's no fun anymore. Right? I, w- I was begging uh, Saint Arnold a while back. There was a beer competition, and a drop-off point was in Austin, and we were we we're trying to figure out a way to get the beer there, but and who would do it and X Y Z. And I was sending a message to uh, to Lenny, who's the marketing director over there, and I was like, please, please. Please, can, can you just put it on the shipment? I was like, we're a small brewery. We literally have a cat living in the office. Please, man. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, well, listen, um, I've, I've taken up a lot of your time here today. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not forcing you, but I don't think I want to leave here. Until you try El Jefe? Unless I try that El Jefe. But, uh, you don't have to force me to do anything. You, you, you do what you got to do. But hey, while you're um, while you're pouring that up, and while you're uh, trying to finish up one beer so we can try the next one, right? Um, tell me about. I was on your website, and like I said, I, I mentioned your merch store. Mm-hmm. Well, on there you can also find um, a, a membership uh, for the Mug Club. Yes. Um, tell me about that Mug Club. I, I I looked at it, and I'm like, okay, well, there's a lot of stuff you can get here, but go ahead. Uh, so tell tell listeners why tell tell listeners about the mug club and why they want to be part of it. So a lot of breweries have mug clubs. Uh, it's becoming uh, uh, some people have an annual mug club. Uh, some people have a lifetime mug club. Um, I'm a member of St. Arnold's Mug Club and Paradigms and uh, Valensons, uh, and they're all lifetime mug clubs. And most mug clubs are a thousand dollars, and you get one free beer. And but. So uh, Val at Valensons, he's one of he's one of my closest friends, and, and if you haven't done a show there, you should. I will. I I, I touch base with him, and and uh, we're trying to line it up. Okay, he's his his beer is fantastic, and and he's a. I'm gonna lean on you to, to yeah. make a connection for me. Oh yeah, I mean I can make it happen. He's okay. but he's a solid he's a solid individual, great brewer, uh, one of the best in Texas easily. Um, but he he had a mug club, and he he had a thousand dollars a pop. And a free beer for uh, every day coming, but he was like, eh, you know, uh, business wise, it's great, but only like half of the people come like go in, and you know, you know, obviously I want the money, but I would rather have someone that comes in and and kind of uses it. Yeah, yeah, they'll get that free beer, but ideally they're staying, you know, and and I don't want. It's just don't want someone buying the mug for the sake of buying a mug. Sure. Um, so we have a mug club. It is it's thirteen hundred dollars, which is the most uh, it's the priciest one in the city. It does include a free beer uh, every time you come in. Um, it includes twenty percent off merch, um, but I see merch also as culture. Like so, when I see a hat and I see like a tin tack, or and I see I see someone. I'm not trying to sell something with a logo. I'm trying to. You know, this is someone trying to that's grafting our business into their life somehow. Right. It's, it's you know that's the magic of craft breweries. Um, and then we also include a party, a taproom party, for um, you and thirty people. Um, that's kind of cool. I, also, that, I haven't seen that before. That's pretty cool. 
That I feel like it's it's a first come first serve kind of basis on the tap room, kind of like like party scheduling wise. But uh, but for calendars free, we like we put it in and we block out other people from who wanna who are you know wanna pay or whatever. Uh, but because part because that's the culture, of no label. I feel like someone's spreading that culture by by having a tap room party, inviting friends, and I mean that's what I want to do. I'm in the I'm sitting right next to a yard sign. <laughs> I see. Right? It. Like, I see like it, yeah. this was a piece of our merch that we did. We had this um, this character called Murky Myers. He's in our double dry hopped, uh, double hazy IPA, and uh, we had this com- like part of like taking I think merch to the next level. It's like we had this competition of of like, hey, people, if you buy this on your yard, um, like we'll sell it to you at cost. You put it on your yard, take a picture. If it's great, we'll. You'll you'll be entered to win weekly prizes and one like grand prize of a tap room thing and and people like we sold a hundred of these things yeah. and people were taking pictures people were putting them on their yards all over Katie that's cool and there's something someone wearing a hat or shirt is one thing but like for about a month and some longer uh, some people brought it out for Christmas the uh, it's like driving around Katie and seeing these no label like giant beer murky mud. it was. It was uh, it was a real good warm feeling that, that that came from all that is infiltrating people's lives like the like people like 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 I'm a proud no label drinker sure. you know yeah you know my uh, I remember growing up back home and um, mom and actually it was not just mom but it was almost every house I went into everybody had a spoon collection and I I, I don't know if that was something back where I grew up but like. I could go into almost anybody's house, and they had a spoon collection. There was a spoon with, and, and on the top part of the spoon had a, you know, some kind of logo, something from the town that 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 spoon was bought in, right? And I'm right. not saying the spoon was made there, but it it was like, hey, if I went to Stephenville, if I went to Clarenville, if I went to Deer Lake, if I went to Grand Falls, Windsor, you'd have a spoon from those places, and it was a collection thing. And it's almost the same thing, I guess, with these. Um, uh, what'd you call those things? Uh, the, the t- no, yard signs. The yard signs. Well, we have tin tackers. And, and the tin, yeah, and that's what I was good. The yeah. tin tackers, right? And so I, I would imagine there's a bunch of people that like to collect things from different breweries, right? And whether that's a shirt, a, a hat, uh, a tin tacker, whatever it is, you know, mugs. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of tin tackers because tin tackers they they typically go on. It, it's a heavy investment for a brewery yep. because. Uh, because they, there's a minimum on those things, and you know it's it's, it's a big yeah. expenditure. I mean, you make your money back over time if you can hold out. Um, but they people buy a tin tacker typically goes on a wall, right? Right. I mean, yeah. like so. So for me, it's like it's this, and then we also just we also sell in bars, so they can also end up there. Like, and if someone puts it on a wall, for me, that's a win. Yeah, I agree. Like, Absolutely, <laughs> permanent advertising. It's. Yeah, so I, when I think about merch, I think about I really think it's all about culture. I was going to say it's advertising, and it's also culture. You're you're building something no. that people want to grow around and be it's, around. It's the, there's an, an initiative we're going to do this. I, so I've been to breweries like all around the country. Like I go to Kansas City, and and people have Boulevard kind of muralled on 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 like restaurants and bars. And I go to Brooklyn, and Brooklyn Brewery is. Like you know, people just they celebrate these. Uh, like, like these breweries are just like they're celebrated as that as that town's brewery, and 
it's something I want to replicate here. So I'm, I'm working with our the guy that's been doing our murals to basically get a price point on a on, on and and working with businesses to kind of do that spread Katie's message, but spreads no labels message too, and just kind of I really want to. No label in Katy, Texas, to be intertwined in a way that's like, oh, this town loves this beer. <laughs> it's coming. I, I I can tell you, Tom, it's coming. Like you, what you guys. I was here a number of years ago, and and things have changed a lot since then. I right. can see the crowds are a little bit bigger, and I can see uh, the artwork, uh, the work that's going into the cans. I'm telling you, what what you're doing here is working, and to me, it looks great. So I think you're doing a fantastic job. That. Thank so, you. Takes a bunch. But look, uh, like I said, I've taken up enough of your time. Um, any final parting words? What's the sales pitch? Any upcoming events? Uh, things that people need to be aware of? Like, why do people want to come? A- apart from all the award-winning beers, the easy access. Maybe I'm doing a sales pitch for you. I don't know. But there's no reason not to come here. But if if you had to tell people why to, why to come to No Label, what is it? You know, uh, I... I as the pitch goes, I would say if you haven't been a no label in a long time and say the past three or four years and you have this idea what no label is, um, it probably isn't that now. And it's worth, uh, it's, it's, it's worth a, a second look, uh, as opposed to direct things coming up. Uh, Kevin's mom is a beautiful IPA, IPL that is making its, uh, transition into the market it'll be at it'll be in atb's uh all over houston in the next two three weeks cool <laughs> hey guys i apart from that like just oh how did hey. you think of el jefe oh yeah i was gonna say we never <laughs> talked about that um i think so um i'm a stout guy not an ipa fan uh i say not an ipa it's not my favorite beer no. it's growing on me these these hefeweizens I, i've never really experienced these till about like bre- bready blondes for about yeah for yeah pro- probably about four years ago is when I had my first one you know yeah um and they're they're a pretty easy drinking beer they're kind of light and refreshing you know um I think this one is uh fantastic you know great great flavor goes down easy well thank you I appreciate it the, there's another little sip um it's the number one selling Hefeweizen and Katie is it really yeah <laughs> well. You've got uh, by default. You've got a couple of. Uh, actually, you are the only brewery in Katie, aren't you? That's right. You have uh, you have Baba Brew, uh, Baba, and you have um, Project Halo, but I think they're in Fulshire technically. Uh, yeah, so Baba is in Brookshire, and Project Halo is in um, um, yeah, is in Fulshire, and uh, both those breweries are great. Hey, it's not it's not number one selling. <laughs> just by default it's it's a it's a great beer so uh i i, I think it's, it's the number one beer. uh houston selling uh houston based selling uh Hefeweizen. yeah it's excellent thank you yeah. appreciate it um well, it's, our, it's been our number one selling beer for 12 years in a row i'm like no matter, is it really no, no, nothing it's it's cali boys rate of sale is is a is it's 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 a it's approaching fast like a predator yeah it, like once once that world beer cup uh, medal was awarded all of a sudden it was our fourth selling beer third now second and now it's I would imagine you know I'm just guessing here but I would imagine that's because this might appeal to the female population a little more as well I, and I could be wrong on that I don't know um it's just 
I think it's just an easy drinking beer. It, it certainly is. I mean, it's 5%, which makes it one of the lowest beer. It's that and Gillies for us. We have a Gillies Blonde, which is it's just incredibly easy drinking. And uh, so it's El Jefe is our number one selling beer in the tap room. And it's our number one selling beer in the market. Yeah. Cool. Well, listen, guys, this show is meant to be a sneak preview. We're, we're not going to tell you everything you're going to, and you're, you're not going to experience this place until you come visit. So please come visit. Uh, normally we'd say order the Texas Taproom flight, but like we had so many beers here today, I, I don't know what to tell you, but just come in and order one of these award-winning beers. Um, I'm sure you'll be treated well here and you'll have a great time. Um, as always, if you like the show, please subscribe to it. Um, hit the notification bell just so that you don't uh, miss any new new releases. Leave us a five-star review, share with your friends and on social media, and help us grow. Uh, and please join us as we travel to Lone Star State fermenting your interest in Texas craft beers and breweries on Texas Taprooms. <laughs>